At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. We welcome you in. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM on the Tuesday of week one in the National Football League. I'm Ben Wilson filling in for Patrick Maher with Michael Pritchard. Not Michael. Lombardi. Michael. It's Michael okay. Pritchard. We're going full names. <laughs> yes, we Pritch are. because it's week one. Okay. You know how much you like calling me Benjamin. Uh, this is your Tuesday crew for the Lombardi Line. Uh, Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, national champion at Colorado. Uh, and I'm uh, Ben Wilson. We'll be, uh, we'll be in the studio here. Circus Sportsbook Studio, downtown Las Vegas, every Tuesday uh, here in for the Lombardi Line. I'll be with uh, Michael Lombardi tomorrow. Michael starts his six-day-a-week stretch tomorrow there here, Pritch, because it mm-hmm. is week one. Can you believe it, though? Are you, are you ready to go or through Labor Day and... We're, th- we're like two days away from actual uh, NFL football. To talk ben, about. I started counting down about 10 weeks ago, to be honest <laughs> with you. But then, I know, right? Uh, but my countdown, yeah, it's always shocking to finally have football this week. Uh, you know, Thursday night, uh, couldn't get any better than that, certainly the matchup that we have. But no, it's crazy to think about because normally we would have that Thursday preseason action and then we'd gear up. But we actually had a bye week to kind of get ready for the season two is better. So uh, looking forward to it. I-, I think it's going to be an outstanding year. Each and every year is so different. Uh, so I'm anticipating that happening in 2022 uh, with the National Football League as well. Yeah, what we had instead of one more week of preseason, which nobody mm-hmm. really actually wanted, was a <laughs> week of college football to now overreact to and figure out a whole lot of changes in the futures market. We'll start, 
Mike, with what we saw last night, Clemson and Georgia Tech. Now, if you laid the 24 with Clemson, you're waking up this morning. If you didn't really watch the game, at least on, uh, morning on the West Coast, you're thinking, oh, nice, easy, easy peasy, 41-10 there for Clemson. But it was certainly not straightforward for a Georgia Tech team that's only won nine games combined over the last three seasons. They were within four, like pretty late into, uh, you look at into the, into the second quarter, 14-10 game at one point. Clemson needs a, a late pull away there as Georgia Tech really melts down the stretch. And the big question coming out of last night was the performance of DJ Oyunglele. The quarterback competition between he and Cade Club right. has now been reignited after DJ, let's just say, was less than stellar. I don't know if 19 to 32, 209 yards and a QBR of 39.4 qualifies as less than stellar. Mike, I certainly think it does, but as probably underwhelming as you could look, wouldn't you say, for a 41-10 yeah. win? I mean, Ben, under, uh, look, less than stellar or, or just struggling. Uh, let's just be real with it. The guy was struggling and for a lot of reasons, and we get into that, but... Uh, the capping of the game, I mean, I think everybody anticipated Cle uh, Clemson being better defensively or being overwhelming defensively, and they were out of Georgia Tech to the tune of six three-and-outs. Uh, three-and-outs are three plays and punting. Uh, you can't uh, be aggressive at all. You don't feel like you can be aggressive, and certainly we saw that. So maybe some advantages could have taken some advantages in-game uh, as that game was tight 14-10 because mm -hmm. Clemson was struggling offensively. Now, there's no excuse for that. Think about it. You had all spring ball and you had all training camp to get ready. I'm talking about DJ and great job by you with his last name. Uh, I'm not going to try that. Hey, I'm saying it every time. Are man. you? I'm going with DJ. I'm a play-by-play -play guy. <laughs> you kind of, you sort of have to. Sure, sure. I'm going with DJ. Uh, but DJ did not bring his game and he struggled. He, he lost the ball. It got punched out right there. I think he was running timid uh, as well. Uh, he had some nice passes, but that's, that's the talent level he has. But can he be consistent with it? And uh, so far, there has not been consistency with DJ. So uh, I know the coaches at Clemson, they're going to look at that and evaluate it. Uh, so we'll see what happens with DJ. But uh, he's got to improve because I think certainly with Clemson and the expectations that they have this year, they cannot have performances offensively like they had against Georgia Tech uh, deeper in their schedule. And it's also so important, too, just for context, to look right. at these teams and who they played in mm -hmm. week one for college football. Because you could look at Ohio State and, and say what you want about the struggles of C.J. Stroud, who saw his Heisman numbers dip, which we're going to get into in a little bit, no longer the favorite after week one. But that was against a team ranked fifth in the country right. who limited Ohio State to their lowest yards, yards per play, and point totals if you included all their games from last year. So mm -hmm. it was one of the worst performances offensively for Ohio State in over a calendar year, but against a team that is considered at least to start the year to be a top 10 group. This is a Georgia Tech team with a win total of three and a half, heavy, heavy juice to the under. If you look at uh, vsin.com with all of, of our bet splits and, and our host plays, whole lot of uh, our college football experts were riding that under on the season right. win totals for Georgia Tech, figuring it to be in the midst still of a, of a pretty massive rebuild. So you would think for Clemson, who did not cover a first half line of about 12 and a half, mm -hmm. and who needed a late touchdown from the backup quarterback, Cade Klubnik, to actually get over the hump there and, and cover at the end. That get game went all the way up from 21 to 24 and a half right. when it closed. Clemson wins by 31. That, to me, when you think about expectations and opponent that you're playing to start out and where those betting markets are set in, is why you're having some of the, the, the conversation that we're having here to start today. Klubnik comes in, and look, it's one drive at the end of a game that is already over against a bad team, yet four of six, 50 yards at a touchdown, and at least from the crispness level of it, if you look at the eye test, look better than Uyunglele did throughout the first three and a half quarters. So but, but the question now becomes, what do you do here if you're Clemson? And they said after the game, still DJ's job, well, he's yeah. not in trouble. I mean, you're going to say that, but he is in trouble because why would you even put Klubnik in there? 
I mean, you struggled. He struggled for most of the game. Uh, you would think, okay, let's just finish the game. But no, I, I think you might be considering the fact that, look, we got to look at this guy in some game action, get him on tape, uh, evaluate some stuff from a game standpoint. Again, no preseason, no practice games or anything like, anything like that. You're going to scrimmage. I think for DJ Ben, uh, there, again, there's no excuses with lofty expectations. And, and, and it's hard to say, but you go out and recruit these top quarterbacks because you're, you're looking to uh, reload, if you will, at every position. Uh, and that's what DJ has to re realize here. As a young player in college, you have to realize that, yeah, I'm looking over my shoulder right now. I can be replaced at any time uh, just because of the expectation level uh, with this program. So uh, they're too talented uh, to stumble out the gates like that, primarily because of quarterbacks. So uh, hopefully DJ can wake up for his future. But if not, no, I think Clemson will be ready to, to change at quarterback because, they, again, just playing and, and, and certainly understanding the lofty expectations that they have on the year this year. It's interesting, especially from your perspective, having played also for a team that had expectations of right. winning a national championship at Colorado mm -hmm. and how when you're in that mix mm -hmm. and you expect, like Clemson does, to be in a college football playoff where they were the fourth betting favorite to win the national championship to start the year, it's not as simple as just, well, we're winning games, so we're, we're willing to just ride with what we've got. Right. And now the question becomes, so you have Furman at home, Louisiana Tech at home, next two games before the next ACC game at Wake Forest. Presumably, you would see you you would think we'd see some sort of a split because Clemson is going to be massive, massive favorites in that. But in the Heisman markets now, mm -hmm. you've seen DJ at least market wide. He's in the thirty-five to one range. Kay Klubnik, though, who is around hundred to one most of the offseason, had seen some action down to about eighty to one. Sits today pretty much market wide at sixty to one now. Okay. So the buzz is certainly picking up, and and the, you know you wonder is it worth uh, the buy point now? trying to get in, if you are, if you at least have conviction, like you certainly do, Mike, that this right. is far from being a guaranteed number one starting job. Well, look at the offense, too. I mean, the way that they were calling, talking about Clemson, the way that they were calling the offense was a timid nature with DJ. I mean, there was some plays that he went down the field. There was some plays that were athletic, uh, and he just reacted naturally with his talent level, which was great. But, you know, the structure of the offense just didn't seem like it was in sync to me, right? And so Klubnik, I mean – I don't know what he did, if that was enough to where you want to go to a further evaluation. Okay, let's get him more time. Or do you just write it out with DJ a little bit longer? Mm -hmm. But DJ needs to wake up that Klubnik is coming. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. And that's just from the player's perspective right there. Certainly he's got to uh, be more efficient and certainly be a, a, the type of quarterback that Clemson wants him to be which would be more aggressive offensively for that team. And we knew like, he cut down about 25 pounds, mm -hmm. wanted to be more mobile, and yet – 13 carries, 28 yards, timid, uh, timid. and the touchdown, but a fumble just mm -hmm. over two yards per carry there for Uyunglele. And you think about how those odds have changed. Really the big mover in week one, and we'll see, is this overreaction to one good performance, or do we think this has uh, merit, Mike? And that was what we saw in Gainesville, where Florida pulls off uh, one of the biggest wins of any team in week one under the new head coach and Billy Napier, take down Utah. 29-26 there is two and a half, three-point underdogs. But in that, Anthony Richardson right. pretty much proved to be a one-man show. When you think about a guy who is making highlight reel plays all over, rushes for three touchdowns over 100 yards, and was also pretty efficient through the year, 17 to 24, 168 yards, sees his Heisman odds now cut down. In some books, he went as short as 14 to 1 in the immediate aftermath of that game on Saturday night from around the 60 to 1 mark. 
as we had all those preseason numbers start to form. You can find him anywhere from that 14 to 22 to 1 range right now, but anywhere from your fourth to sixth betting favorite at this point in the Heisman. How much of that are you buying based on the exceptional performance we saw Saturday? Well, there's a combination of factors here. I mean, uh, C.J. Stroud uh, was not impressive uh, against Notre Dame, but, I mean, the good reason why. You lose Smith and Jigba, uh, and I think he was a big part of that game plan, and they had to adjust, and I don't know if people are mentioning that uh, with Ohio State, uh, with that type of, and that level of player, but uh, no, Richardson stepped up. I mean, I, I think you, you take advantage of the opportunities. And, and against Utah, a top-10 team, uh, he played very, very well. And so you're going to get that consideration, too. So, I mean, from a Heisman standpoint, you got Bryce Young going up against Texas. I, I wonder how he shows out uh, because, you know, from a Heisman standpoint, if he has a great game against Texas, okay, there's some narrative right there, too. But, no, I, I think Richardson has clearly seized a moment, and the odds have suggested that. Uh, obviously, if you wanted those odds prior to that game against Utah, you do that. But I don't know if I would chase it uh, right now because tape is going to uh, reveal more about Richardson. Teams are going to start the game plan because, okay, what has this guy uh, turned into at quarterback and does Florida have enough around him uh, to support that too? So um, it's still a long shot to me. Uh, it, I'm not chasing it, though, as as those odds have changed. Well, here's what's funny, too. You have Florida taking on Kentucky back at the Swamp this mm -hmm. week, SEC opener. We've seen a big line movement in that game, okay. which will be a topic we discuss a little bit later on this hour alone. But it's one of those things where you don't back it up with a, a winning game, too. Mm -hmm. And again, so much of why the, the general thought was this could be a tough game for Utah. It, it was more Utah-based, right? Having to make a cross-country right. trip uh, in, under difficult circumstances with so much hype and expectations. Sure. It was more, if you looked at how the betting market went at the very end against Utah, it was, it was more of an anti-Utah play, I would mm -hmm. say, Mike, if you, if you really evaluate the betting market than right. an on-Florida play. And we're, we've seen that manifest already. Florida from seven-point opening favorites down to four-and-a-half against Kentucky. We'll get more thoughts on that later. But as you know, I mean, one bad game, and all of a sudden, all this fun highs with sure. Tom Richardson, you can just throw it out the window. Yeah, I had 220 against um, Tennessee. There was no Heisman Trophy talk about me after that game. Really? No. Not even, not even a little bit? Maybe a little bit. I was fifth. Maybe in, in the general <laughs> Boulder area. No, I, I was voted in the top 50. Look at you. Top 50? <laughs> I didn't know you went for 220. That's impressive. We'll transition. NFL Week 1 next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson from our Circus Sportsbook Studios. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM, your Tuesday crew. All fall here. Really excited, uh, Pritch, not only for our Tuesday shows, but for our regular guests, which we're going to start with this week. Will Hill. Uh, our guy from New York going to join us, VSIN contributor, a little bit later in the show, about a half hour. And then Josh Applebaum, who just started our new VSIN uh, daily morning bets show, which is pretty exciting. That, mm-hmm. uh, that thing just launched. I'm not an early morning person, but Josh obviously is, him being on the East Coast. So Josh going to join us next hour as well. Excited for those two to join us uh, just about each and every Tuesday. And also, to kind of reminisce here, Mike, because it's week one. You played in the league for about a decade, and I'm sure that this, this time of year always conjures up the memories Going back to when you, know, you a your season would begin, and then right. b I'm sure the first thing you think of it's rookie year, making your debuts. So we're going to see a number of guys and important guys do Thursday night for Buffalo and L.A. Yeah, I mean it depends on the expectations too uh, for each franchise. I remember getting to Atlanta, um, and you know you're competing in the NFC West at the time with San Francisco, New Orleans, the Rams, the Saints, and uh, as I mentioned Saints other, um, and, and us, Atlanta. I'm trying to remember everybody in that division at this point. Uh, I believe the Cardinals were back in that division back then too. But anyway, um, and, and yeah, you, you're trying to get off to a fast start. You're trying to compete. Uh, and I remember coming off a national championship, what that meant for me uh, as a member uh, of the Atlanta Falcons. And we had premier players. I, I, there wasn't a lot of pressure on me. I wasn't ready for that anyway. But uh, I was ready for week one, and we played Kansas City. Uh, and went we got to Arrowhead to and went to Arrowhead career. with that team in Kansas City in 91 with uh, uh, just so many great players on that roster. I remember watching tape and looking at Albert Lewis uh, because I watched him play for so long. Kevin Ross to another corner that I'm going to have to go up against those guys. Right. And yeah. uh, so you get hyped up for it. I had one catch for 17 yards. I got a picture of it. 
Uh, but no, those, shut out. That's good. Yeah. Well, Chris Miller <laughs> threw, team almost was but Chris Miller threw weren't. four interceptions. Uh, and you know, certainly you think about that pass rush that they had at the time, uh, they, they overwhelmed us and we couldn't get anything going. So, uh, and then in Denver, you know, we, we lose in a shootout to, to the chargers at home. And then we lost four in a row and we had lofty expectations because of free agency, the mm-hmm. money, the amount of money that Pat Bowen has spent, you know, acquiring me and certainly Anthony Miller and you start 0 and 4. Uh, and so you, you start to panic a little bit. Uh, and then you think about the Broncos and what they did. Uh, they got rid of Wade Phillips that year off a seven and nine year uh, and then brought in uh, Mike uh, Shanahan. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, how that it, it's crazy yeah. to think about. So it's all about expectations because obviously Glanville, uh, we ended up going to the playoffs my rookie year. Jerry Glanville. And then the last two years, the next two years, we didn't go anywhere. So he got fired. But no, it's just about expectations. I think for week one as a better Focus in on that. You know, I would focus in on where are teams at and what are their expectations for this season? I mean, everybody's optimistic, right? But truly, what are realistic op- uh, expectations for each and every franchise going into the season in 2022? September 1st, 1991, Mike Pritchard's debut. That was a dead under game, by the way. 42 is the total. 14-3 final Chiefs yeah. over the Falcons. Uh, Chiefs covered. They were seven-point favorites. So you started your career. Oh, and one against the number. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. It wasn't not me. The, not the, that you the, knew. And it was your quarterback's The fault. team. Started that way. And the the whole team as well. Well, it's funny, too. You think about expectations, right? right? And this is such a rare situation we've had where you have your defending Super Bowl champion with some interesting questions about the health of their quarterback and Matthew Stafford, who Sean McVay over the weekend saying he is good to go, fully cleared, no Mm -hmm. limitations, 100%. But here they are, a home dog against the team that has probably the highest expectations of any, at least from a betting market perspective. coming. When you have Buffalo, two-and-a-half-point road favorites, preseason Super Bowl favorites, preseason MVP favorite in Josh Allen. It's a lot to ask for a team who, for as much as they've accomplished in the last couple of regular seasons, and just like LA last year, they Mm -hmm. haven't really done anything yet. It's hard for me to be in a position, especially now that we know, and at least it depends how much you believe in Sean McVay as a head coach, but now that we have at least an idea that Stafford is good to go, and there's a good deal of health being reestablished in Mm -hmm. that LA, just that overall roster here, Hard for me to want to run out and, and just automatically lay it with Buffalo on the road. Really? Considering, to me, these teams are pretty even roster-wise, just if you look at the at the raw positional groups top to bottom. Well, I think, Ben, uh, expectations, both of them are for the Super Bowl this year, right? Okay, motivation, that, that could be different. I mean, I think all offseason, Aaron Donald talked about retiring till he got some money. You know, everybody got paid. Cooper Cup got some more money. I mean, everybody got paid, and uh, you have a, a Super Bowl championship, I mean, do, does this team present itself right now uh, off the offseason they had, certainly the, the way that they attack training camp, do they present themselves as a team that uh, last year was last year, we really want to win another Super Bowl? I don't know yet. I got to feel it. I got to see it. I mean, I get it. On paper, yeah, absolutely. They look like they can repeat as champions. We haven't seen that done uh, since Tom Brady uh, a long time ago. Uh, and then you got Buffalo with the bad taste in their mouths. I watched that game recently again mm-hmm. and how they lost to Kansas City. And I mean, it's like that baseball team that loses uh, and they see the other team celebrate. I mean, think about Josh Allen on the bench just watching Kansas City ce- ce- celebrate I, and what that might have did to a guy like that that still is on the ascent. I just think Buffalo could be hungry. They got better on defense with Vaughn Miller. Uh, I laid it. Uh, I'm, I'm buying into that hype right oh, now. He's ready. Wow. <laughs> I Look am. At that. Just because maybe it's a former player in me. Because I'm just think I'm just stewing all year. 
uh, and chomping at the bit to get back out there on the field. And playing in L.A. is not going to phase me. Playing against the defending Super Bowl champions is not going to phase me at all. I'm fascinated that you're, you're he's all in on, on Buffalo already. <laughs> I am. So I, the For big this question you have to ask on the Buffalo side mm-hmm. is you have Tredavious White right. projected to be one of the top corners in the in the AFC, certainly. PUP list to start the year, so out the first four weeks. You have one of your top draft picks in Kyrie Elam. He will man one corner. And then you have a former seventh-round pick in Dane Jackson, who is, I believe, started six games over two seasons in the National Football League, starting at your other corner. Right. That's an interesting assignment when you go into SoFi. You have the debut here of, of Allen Robinson in for L.A. at the wide receiver position. You have a general wide receiver core where, even though Van Jefferson is being listed as questionable, we're not sure if he'll be able to give it a go. One of the tougher wide receiver cores in general to defend when you look at the numbers from a season ago mm-hmm. and how prolific Matthew Stafford was. How do you expect that matchup to unfold when you think about just the general inexperience Buffalo will have in that secondary? Well, Buffalo only gave up uh, 12 passing touchdowns all year last year. Now, Trey White went down, and he went down prior to the Tampa Bay game against Tom Brady. Tom Brady let him up, and we saw what Kansas City did uh, in the uh, playoffs too. But Trey White going down right before that, Buffalo had to adjust. Mm-hmm. without White on the field, and it took them some time. But as a unit themselves, you get stronger and you get, uh, I think, better defensively with personnel when you add Von Miller uh, opposite of Rousseau there. So uh, the matchup to me, you look in the trenches, okay, the Rams are without Whitworth uh, and Corbett, I believe. He went through free agency. I think he went to Cleveland. So uh, they're down two players from the offensive line who started for them last year. And that's the thing about repeating. Are the Rams better than they were last year? It's a get-better league. I, you know, Buffalo on paper seems to be better uh, than they were last year, at least defensively, even with Trey White uh, banged up right now. Uh, they have a first-round draft choice. Okay, get in there, young man. Your first-round yeah. draft choice is supposed to be pretty good. Uh, we'll find out. But if you can get after the pass here, uh, if the Rams run the football, you know, certainly that's going to make it more difficult uh, on, on Buffalo. Buffalo, to me, their Achilles heel last year was the fact that they didn't have a toughness uh, level yeah. in stopping a run. Uh, but certainly if this turns into a shootout, look at what Buffalo can do with Josh Allen, averaging almost 30 points a game last year. Uh, the matchup, and nobody talks about the Rams secondary and their defense. I, I know they got Ramsey, mm-hmm. but that secondary, they had to add people like um, Eric Weddle uh, along the way too, right? And so I, I don't know if it's just built to, to defend the championship at this point. We'll see, though. Uh, that's why I'm in so, so highly intrigued about this matchup in, in week one. Yeah, The other matchup, too, and you touched on it briefly, you have a L.A. running game, 30th in expected points added per run play, and mm-hmm. that includes all the postseason games from a season ago. So 30th in the league but, with an offensive line that graded out well above top half, especially mm-hmm. in a pass-blocking perspective right. a season ago. Again, I understand, you, as you talk about, you have to replace a couple starters from last year. But you got basically nothing out of your running game last year, mm-hmm. and you face a Bills team where, as, as you speak of, Probably the one perceived weakness in that defensive line, right. even with adding in Von Miller to the front seven this year. So that's a really interesting matchup for me, where you have two of the more uh, you know, the more underperforming units on these respective teams. Mm-hmm. Not sure how much you you expect that to factor in, because we know how much Sean McVay and the Rams, they love to just throw the ball. And right. they've said, oh, Stafford, he could throw 55 times in this game. You would think early on, no matter what they say, with Stafford's question marks of health in his elbow, right. you'd have to get something more out of the running game, wouldn't well, you? Well, you would hope. I mean... He's getting injections in that elbow. I, I mean, can he can he throw it forty times a game? I, I want to see that. I guess to, to believe it at this point. So you're and, also not buying the health necessarily. Well, he's getting injections in the elbow. He's not healthy. Period. I mean, that's the facts, right? Yeah. I mean, so can he hold up? I think at that point, at this point, can he hold up? It's no different than a pitcher 
for any team out there in Major League Baseball. Can they hold yeah. up? Remember we were having the same conversations about Dak Prescott going into week one last year, <laughs> and he looked totally fine. Sure. That's my only th- my only yeah. hesitation. It's injections? All narrative until- Was he getting injections? Ah, I don't know about injections <laughs> okay. in the elbow. You have a fair Shoulder? point about that. <laughs> we'll talk at college football week two line movement. There's been a bunch of it already when we return here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like v and now's the time to become a v subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only v subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas, home of the Lombardi Line on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and our Tuesday crew. Mike Pritchard, longtime NFL wide receiver. I'm Ben Wilson. Matt Santos, our outstanding producer uh, behind the glass. Michael Lombardi back with us on the show uh, tomorrow. Patrick Maher returning on Thursday, just in time for the week one of the NFL season kicking off. But at the same time, Mike, while we're gearing up here for week one, Mm -hmm. we have the week of data in the books now, college football, and it's led into a very interesting amount of line movement already for week two. Probably most notably, and one of your former teammates was catching some flack for this last night, where Alabama and Texas, this is one of your marquee games on the week two card, opens in the 17 to 18 range for Alabama, and we've seen a lot of movement on the tide. Even though these are two teams who each covered in week one, playing subpar opponents, Alabama 55-0 over Utah State, Texas 52-10 over Louisiana Monroe. But uh, your former teammate, Joey Galloway, was suggesting last night, this thing is going to get to 30, which... (laughs) uh, Probably not. Uh, Let's just say that. (laughs) Certainly a move on Alabama. And this could easily touch 21 as the money pours in, getting to about a key number. But I think 30 is a little bit uh, That's strong. That's strong, Joey. Uh, Calm down. Easy. (laughs) Uh, Certainly. I'll let you kind of keep him in place because you guys know each other. Yeah, yeah. No, Joey. uh, No, he's funny. Uh, But no, that uh, that was interesting. A little strong right there, Joey. Calm down. Not quite 30. Yeah, not there. Not there. But uh, no, you know, each team has a, a game. Uh, under their belt, you know, it's about rosters really uh, and stated programs. I mean, Alabama with a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback versus a newcomer in Texas at quarterback two. Which team is going to lead the other team into mistakes? You know, the budding public right now making that line go up here minus 20 now for Alabama. Uh, It's under 21, three touchdowns. Certainly, if you like that, attracted to that. You don't want to chase it. I think uh, maybe look and see and investigate a little bit more what's going on with both programs. I mean, uh, underneath the surfaces, you know, so much transition and turnover mm-hmm. and, and you know, prove-it mentality, I think, for Texas. But yet you have some key players that are eyeing the National Football League right now, too. And I think for Alabama, that's part of their culture. It's been a part of their culture in terms of, okay, the next level for me uh, is a National Football League. I know that. But my task at hand right now is a National Championship. And Saban, to his credit, has been able to capture that for so many years. And high-profile player after high-profile player, but this is new to Texas a little bit. Uh, so from that standpoint, I mean, again, I don't want to chase a number, but if it does continue to climb, you know, you can look at a buyback situation. I think for Texas now, they still have to prove it, though, right? Have to prove it. And, and against Alabama, I, I don't know what the, 
the spread should be at this moment in terms of the talent discrepancy uh, between these two schools right now. Mm-hmm. Well, what it obviously tells you, too, is that when you have two teams who just played cupcake opponents mm-hmm. in, in week one right. of the year and looked really, really good, the, the power ratings, though, have not necessarily changed. Like This is still baked in from, from preseason evaluations because we don't really know yet. And even though Quinn Ewers wasn't maybe as efficient as you'd like him to be where he does throw an interception, but still was 16 to 24, still right. relatively consistent, 225 yards, numbers that wouldn't blow anybody away. At the same time, to me, when you see line moves like this, on a marquee matchup so early, when you don't have a ton of data to go off of, again, because the matchups were so lopsided in week mm-hmm. one, that tells you that the smart betters in the market, they have made their power ratings beforehand. There's really no reason to necessarily adjust. And now that these numbers are being hung, right. they're ready to pounce. And, and right. that's like early in the season. As much as we can say, oh, just wait till you have the data, until you have the numbers. I don't know how much the data really tells you when you have a 42-point favorite at Alabama and a near 30-point favorite in Texas winning week one. Right. So you all, to me, you almost view this as like a true week one game in, in kind of similar fashion to how we saw some of those other marquee matchups have, have the line movement earlier last week. Sure, and at the network, we're talking about pro tips, right? And so, for instance, from a power ranking standpoint or even uh, you're looking at the matchup standpoint, um, if more games are lost than one, National Football League or college, I mean, these two elite programs, if you will, if you want to throw Texas in there, Who's ha- who has a better track record in terms of who's going to limit mistakes? Who's better coached? Who's more disciplined? Uh, Alabama certainly has the advantages right there. And so are they going to go out there against Texas and lose the game? Uh, the probability says to me, no. But how much is that worth? Is it worth three touchdowns, though, uh, against a Texas team when, when okay, you look at the talent? Yeah, okay, they're talented. Okay, where is their mindset? I mean, can they... Can they get in gear offensively with a new quarterback, too, against that defense? I mean, how much is that worth to you as a better uh, with this spread? And I, to me, obviously, at 18, uh, it was worth a shot for people as this climb to 20 now. Mm-hmm. How much, when you hear, though, Steve Sarkeesian come out and say, yeah, we're not going to be defined. It, it's just one game. We don't want to be defined <laughs> by it. Sounds a lot like, uh, yeah, we're, we're preparing to you know, get our you-know-what's kicked. Well, I mean, it's excuse-making already, right? I mean, I, it, on the other side of that as a player, I never had Coach Mack talk about that. Uh, as never we just were, say, ah, oh, it's one game. No, yeah. as we're gearing up for our national championship, no. No, you do not say that. I mean, I, I think teams – Want to put it out on their chest, too, if, if they feel pretty good and pretty confident. If we lose, we lose. But we lost probably because we made a lot of mistakes and we didn't execute what we needed to execute. Now, Alabama, the continuity standpoint, quarterback certainly, and the new parts. Uh, again, you, I think every school has scheduled down, but they look like a machine. And then defensively, they're going to be great again. And then I just throw in the discipline aspect of it all. The only determination for me is what is that worth as a better? Is it worth three touchdowns? Uh, I mean, obviously, you missed a great number uh, prior to the line movement here, but if it's still worth three touchdowns to you, then then look at Alabama as a play here in this game. Looking for Alabama up to 20 now. I, 21 would be a logical right. a logical mover once again, but our, like our point on all this, even when, you, even when you have some preliminary data to go off of, mm-hmm. if, if you have a couple teams facing off against each other who have not, you know, who played cupcakes, had easy games, essentially tune-up games early, <laughs> right. the, the, the smart money in the market and their power ratings are going to dictate a lot of where these lines go. It's really not based on past performance whatsoever. And keep that in mind as you see a lot of these numbers moving quickly 
even into week two, where I don't know how much the I don't know how much the market is really going to factor in those week one results, unless you had say a team playing you know a, another marquee matchup mm-hmm. and you actually saw a lot out of those respective ones uh, in the week one matchup. So again, we have all our pro tips as well available. Veasan.com slash pro tips every single hour. Check those out. You can sort it by sport and by show. You know, one of these moves though, and, and we're always trying to figure out where does it come from and. And, and how much are the, obviously, the raw power ratings here factor in, which you have to consider, again, with teams who won big in week one. In the Pac-12, this is one that I would not have expected to go this general direction because USC, they there was actually some smart money that came in on Rice last week as about a 33-point underdog. Trojans go out, score the most points of anybody in FBS, put up 66 against Rice, winning very, very comfortably, 66-14 in Lincoln Riley's debut. Taking on a Stanford team now in Palo Alto who played an FCS squad in Colgate. They won easily 41-10, uh, but again, you're facing uh, a Colgate team, very mediocre FCS opponent. However, USC opens 12, down to 9.5 in the, on the road there, while the total has risen a couple points up to. Are you surprised by how much love early the market is given on Stanford here, moving that nearly a field goal? You know, I think the market still wants to have discovery with SC. Uh, SC scored, what, 21 points defensively uh, against Rice? And, and, okay, wait a minute, what's going on there? So is that, a, is that a plus or is that a negative? Like, do you view that as a better, the fact that SC can score defensively? Or is that, again, mistakes made by another team? When you have three pick sixes. Right, it's like how, right. Yeah, how realistically uh, can you repeat that against sure. legitimate quarterback play? Sure. Now, wh- where was the offense? Like, if you're going to get 21 or 18 points there from, from your defense, where was the offense against Rice? Uh, and I don't know if the market's looking at that, but I mean, I don't know if that's a discount uh, against the SC defense or is, you know, because people, I think from a power ranking standpoint, didn't have the Trojans in that defense ranked pretty high. And in, in fact, I think a lot of people thought they were going to struggle, but is this a lift to that team to be able to score defensively in addition to when that offense gets into the gear that they want to get into? Uh, so many new moving parts. They have continuity, head coach, call, play, play caller uh, and quarterback. Uh, but you still had uh, added pieces at the wide receiver position, the game speed, right? And right. Uh, a game under the belt now, will the execution be better uh, the second time around against a conference opponent? Well, doesn't that also show, too, when you have a total rise, two points, mm-hmm. and it was already pretty massive, 63 right. and a half. People thinking, wait, Stanford, this was a, a team that was near the bottom of the, of the barrel in the Pac-12 and scoring a season ago. But by all accounts, you have a potential day one quarterback in the draft next year in Tanner McKee. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of can they surround him with enough pieces? And you know, McKee comes out last week, again, against Colgate, but still, 22-27, 308 through the air, and a couple touchdowns, right. albeit with an interception. And you compare that with Caleb Williams, who, for people who are wondering, in his debut, 19-22, 249 and two scores. Not, not, not bad. Great, so right? I don't know that there's any questions, really, about these offenses, and it, it's going to be a more of the litmus test for the defense. You can't probably bake in Four picks and three of them going for six, I would think, on the USC side. Expectations again, though. I think a lot of people probably thought Caleb Williams was going to do better than that uh, against Rice, right? And so the expectations out of whack right there uh, when you look at his stats and certainly the outcome as well. That'll be a really interesting right. test for Lincoln Rally. First right. conference game going on the road there to Palo Alto taking on David Shaw's Stanford Cardinal. We'll have more week two line movements to discuss in a little bit. But up next, Will Hill, our VC contributor, joins us right after this on the Lombardi Line.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Back alongside the former NFL wide receiver and college football national champion Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. Thanks to our entire crew as well, Andrew Ingold, our technical director, Mikhail Miranda on audio here at our Circus Sportsbook Studios, and our guy Matt Santos uh, behind the glass uh, trying to make us look as good as possible. And speaking of looking good, 
We go out to New York. It's Will Hill uh, at not the Will Hill on Twitter, frequent VEASAN contributor and a regular here on the Lombardi line joins us right now to talk all things week one in the National Football League. You're looking good, Will. Great to see you as always. Mike and I were having a little uh, op- opposing discussion here. Mike's all in on Buffalo for week one. <laughs> he already played him at laying the two. I still have some question marks, though, about the secondary for Buffalo with no Tredavious White throwing a rookie out there in his first game and a former seventh-round draft pick in his seventh career start uh, on, on both sides of that uh, of that secondary there for Buffalo. How do you imagine that matchup shaking out here into this Week 1 Thursday game, and uh, which which side are you, uh, are you least on? I'm not all in on the Rams. I'm just saying. I have, I have some concerns there just on blindly laying it with Buffalo Thursday. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a fun game. I think the Rams are a great teaser leg to get them through the through the three, through the seven, up to eight and a half. I think that's a good bet. Um, I have similar concerns, like all the things you mentioned in the secondary. Plus, if you look back at last year, the quarterbacks they played, they played a lot of bad quarterbacks on their schedule. They caught some breaks in terms of a lot of bad weather games. Um, I think if you give McVay a lot of time to prepare, I think McVay is going to find a way to move the ball to me. Uh, I think I gave this out last week. I like the over. I think this is... Uh, with the Bills secondary beat up, and I don't know how great the Bills are on defense to begin with. I think the Bills offense is you know, outstanding, obviously. To me, this is like a 31-28, 34-31, back-and-forth type of game, type of game where, and I think if you play the Bills this year, you're going to have to go for it on fourth down. You're going to have to take the field knowing, hey, 30 points is, is what we need to win this game. We can't be punting on fourth and one. We can't be kicking field goals, fourth and goal from the two. We need touchdowns. We need points every time we touch the ball. So uh, I look for some some higher scoring, uh, you know, a higher scoring outcome here. I, I think the Rams are a great teaser leg, and I do think it'll be a back and forth game. If you had to get me to pick a side, I probably would take the Bills just on the money line, but I'm not sure I'm going to play the side here. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, five and O two uh, with Sean McVay with Week One uh, openers right That's there right. in his career, so it's impressive. Uh, we'll get into some of your plays though. I mean, one of the new parts of the Rams uh, is in the receiving core, uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, interesting receiving yards prop that you found against the Bills. Uh, and you just talked about that matchup, uh, potentially uh, being an advantage out there for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, like we said, a Bills secondary that's really beat up. Um, and Robinson, look at the situation he walks into. He's had Chicago Bears quarterbacks his whole career. Bad weather, bad quarterbacks. That's going to suppress some of his numbers. Now he goes into L.A. The weather's going to be beautiful. I think Allen Robinson is going to have a monster year. He's got a pretty good quarterback, a coach that knows how to get him the ball. Plus, he's got Cooper Cup on the other side of him, taking away all, you know, taking a lot of the attention uh, from the defense. So I think Allen Robinson is primed to have a big game. His total has been bet up now in terms of the receiving yards. It's in the low 60s. I would look for him to go over. And Jefferson's hurt too, the number three wide receiver. So I think Robertson's going to get uh, a lot of targets, a lot of looks. I could see him having a big game here. Uh, I like Allen Robinson over his receiving yards. And part of our picks at a glance, we've got the running list of every pick made on our airwaves there in the, in the VEASAN Daily Newsletter. You can check out to all of Will's plays as well because I know you got some baseball in there uh, as well today, Will. And yes, as we, we heard at least over the weekend, Van Jefferson not ruled out officially yet, but it is a firm questionable tag on him. Uh, and then where do you stand on uh, Matthew Stafford? We, we have passing props on him, 269 and a half. I don't think... I don't know how you touch that with any conviction, but what do you make of all the things we've heard based on his health, the elbow injections, and then Sean McVay over the weekend saying he's good to go, 100%, no limitations? Yeah, it's hard to know because if he wasn't good to go, would McVay really tell us? So you never really know what these coaches, if they're telling us the truth with injuries. Um, again, he could be fine. He could be 100%, just like McVay is saying, but if you're dealing with an elbow, I mean, all it takes is one hit, and then that elbow is not so good anymore, so... Um, I would lean towards under for that reason, but everything we mentioned with the Bills secondary would make me want to take the over. So pretty easy pass for me in terms of the prep, uh, the passing prop here. 
for you know, Stafford in game one. Yeah, Stafford, I mean, throws the ball a lot. I mean, certainly. Uh, and uh, talking to Michael Lombardi and Patrick yesterday in, in terms of his Hall of Fame uh, credentials, mm-hmm. uh, some people might think that as well. But certainly if he gets another championship at Super Bowl, there you go. Uh, uh, Signed, still delivered right there. But uh, he's a tough guy. We know that about him. Uh, he's often hit, certainly up there in Detroit for over the years. Elbows are just different. Uh, like, and I see, Will, I don't know if you kind of relate this to baseball when pitchers and, you know, the fatigue faster, factor or, or certainly elbow situations. I mean, you never hear of pitchers, at least I don't, uh, getting injections uh, and still going out there on the bump. Yeah, 100%. I mean, elbow, especially with a guy, you, you could mention he's beat up a lot, he's tough, but you can't will yourself to more arm strength. If your arms hurt, your arms hurt. So it'll be a wait and see thing. This is a, a great vehicle for live betting because if you can see early that he just doesn't have the juice in his arm. You can bet accordingly, whether that's the under or on the bills, but it's just going to be one of those things where we're not going to really know until yeah. the game starts. No, that's an outstanding point. So remember last year, we had the same questions on Dak Prescott, and when it was obvious, yeah. Dak looked good, and you were now it was different. You were right. still getting you know seven and a half, eight in the live market. It was an auto, you know, auto play at least for mm-hmm. me last mm-hmm. year when it was like, okay, so much of this market is baking in Prescott's injury. Well, now that he looks good. You feel pretty comfortable right. with, with at least making a wager. Again, Will Hill joining us here on the Lombardi line at not the Will Hill. As far as some of the other week one uh, games on the card there, Will, I know there's one game in particular you're looking to target a total. You talked about uh, the earlier play here on the over 52, 52 and a half in Bill's Rams. How about in the Windy City where the Niners and Bears are squaring off and you've got some action there? Yeah, I just don't know. Again, we don't know too much about these teams, but I just don't know. Everything you hear about the Bears, everything we know about the Niners, their pass rush, their front four, um, I just don't know how the Bears get to more than like 14, 17 points. To me, Shanahan's going to come out with a quarterback with a, without a lot of experience in Lance, and they're just going to rely on the running game. No, hey, if we get to 17, 20 points, don't turn the ball over. We're going to have a good chance of winning this game. Uh, the only way we're really going to give this game away is we give it away with turnovers. So I think a lot of running the ball for San Francisco, uh, Bears defense, uh, Bears offense, I'm sorry, that struggles on the offensive line. They don't have the skill players. To me, that's at all the makings here of an under conservative game plan for the 49ers, a bad offense uh, for the Bears against a really good 49ers defense. So to me, give me the under. I believe it's 41 and a half here, Bears 49ers. Yeah, I like that, Will. I, I tease the 49ers down, and so you tease me the fact that you look at teasers. And so I want to uh, get inside your, your mind here, parameters for or that you look for when you're looking to play some teasers in the National Football League. I like to go through the three and through the seven uh, when I'm getting points. Now, I don't mind going the other way when I'm saying minus seven. I'm at home, and I'll go through the three and the seven the other way. I just don't like to do it on the road just because, you know, a a close game late, the crowd seems to take over. You know, if it's, let's say, 24 all, five minutes to go, the crowd's roaring. Now that's not as great of a bet to just win the game straight up. I think, you know, these road teams just get upset more. Um, or yeah, when, when you're on the road, you just get more upset more often than if you're at home and you're laying seven, you're probably going to win that game more often. So uh, a home team to go through the three, go through the seven, uh, to me, are good bets. You got good candidates this week with the Cowboys, the Browns, the Vikings. And I mentioned the, uh, the Rams at home on Thursday night. All going through the three, through the seven, up to seven and a half, eight and a half, that range. Yeah, I like yeah. Mike giving us a little preview. The old, the old teaser play is ready to go already <laughs> for week one. So Mike Mike has trust in the Niners, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Teasing them down there to the one on the road against Chicago. Uh, Will, before we get you out of here, I know we're so excited for uh, all your uh, NFL week one picks here still to come this week. Just a quick little uh, thoughts here. MLB card, I know you've got a couple plays. Let's, uh, let's hear what you got because we still have MLB to bet on every single day now through the end of the month. 
Yeah, I feel like these markets get a little softer in MLB once football starts because everyone's betting college football, everyone's betting NFL. So people forget about baseball, which is fine with me because it still pays the same. Um, I bet Toronto today against Baltimore. Baltimore's been a team I've been blindly betting on all year. I just think they missed their chance. They went into a doubleheader yesterday against Toronto, down two and a half games out of a wild card spot behind Toronto. Toronto swept them. Toronto buried them two games, but Shed hit a million homers. Now it looks like it's probably over for Baltimore. They're down four and a half. Uh, Toronto has been playing well. They've won five in a row. They've won seven out of 10. So I will take the Blue Jays here at a pretty short number. And I also bet the under Phillies and Marlins. You just can't go wrong betting an under in a Marlins game. They can't hit it all. They've got some really good pitching. Lazardo going against Nola. So I will go under seven Phillies Marlins. All right. Will Hill, yeah. you give him a follow at not the Will Hill uh, under seven, about minus 120 there on the Phillies Marlins. And then pretty much uh, a pick him there. Blue Jays and the O's for Will's baseball plays today. All right, Will, good to see you as always. Best of luck on the NFL Week 1 picks. I know we'll be checking in with you uh, every single Tuesday. So looking forward to that, my man. Good to, good to catch up here. All right, good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Right. And Mike Pritchard already. We're, we're, I, I want to know what the other legs are because, I mean, t- for the teasers, you got to have at least two to tango. Yep, I got one. He's got at least one. It's a road situation, too, though. Another, wow, another road situation. This is a great unknown in week one, though. That is the, yeah. Yeah. I'm always a little more wary, especially the road teams. Right. Starting off, laying a big number, but you like San Francisco. The key, though, is could there be home field advantage, though, with Chicago and my other partner? All right. We're going to get into some player props as well, specifically Thursday Night Football, when we return, hour number two on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.